Hey, how's it going, guys? This is the Fantasy Chumps podcast. Leighton, I thought you were going to make an intro noise. That's all right. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> pumped. I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're excited to be here. Uh, this episode, we're going to be bringing to you Mach 2.0. And I am super glad and excited, privileged, honestly, uh, <laughs> to be joining this time. I, I'm very excited. Um, but first of all, Nate missed out on some big news last week. Nate, give us give us some thoughts on all Julio Jones playing for the Titans. Yeah, so I was I was out of out of commission last week for the what was your guys' episode last week again? What did we go over? We did with the AFC West prediction. Oh yeah, that's right. And we basically oh, oh shoot, sorry. We basically <laughs> I just like karate chopped my laptop. <laughs> we t- we talked about Julio for like the first half, and then we talked. AFC predictions the second half because Julio took up quite a bit. Yeah, that's big news. That's a big move in the NFL, but, I mean, it's interesting. I don't know why it doesn't really excite me that much for Julio now for fantasy purposes. It was um, – immediately I thought about, like, the impact it had on A.J. Brown, and I think I see him trending down a little bit, but I see – um, Ryan Tannehill moving his way up my rankings in quarterbacks. I think he being a very efficient fantasy performer last year, I think he's even more so this year. I don't – what did you, what did you guys think about um, – what were you guys saying for Derrick Henry? What was your commentary on him and his role? So I'm um, glad you listened, but um, – no. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a little busy, sorry. Yeah, Nate's been moving. So – Basically, I said it moves me up for Derek Henry. I think, John, you said not much. But I said it moved him up just because kind of what I talked about earlier when I was thinking that a lot of teams would just stack the box more because all I had to do was basically stop A.J. Brown now. And yeah, because you were, you were thinking this was a big down year for Derrick Henry, or uh, at least – I guess yeah. more more average than what it had been. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. But since that, they can't really do that as much. So if they're both healthy, you know, you have to have at least two guys and a deep cover safety minimum on both of these guys. So it it makes it a lot tougher in mm-hmm. my situation. So I think Derek Henry will have a lot more open space, kind of like what he's used to. Mm-hmm. I remember a couple of the questions that we were going back and forth with last last time. And oh, yeah, yeah. So as far as um, Julio and A.J. Brown goes, with A.J. Brown, where do you feel comfortable with him as far as wide receivers go on your roster? Wide receiver uh, one, wide receiver two, or flex? I mean, I'm, I'm still comfortable with him as a wide receiver one. I like – but I'm I don't know for like who else would be going around him since I mean we're we're still about to do a mock draft so we'll talk about it more but like I don't know I mean for where he's going right now in sleeper as what is he one two three four five six six wide receiver overall like he's got to be way down below 
the Calvin Ridley's and Keenan Allen's for me at this point. Even like Allen Robinson, he's he's back down there, which is still wide receiver one if you're drafting him kind of early. But he's he's probably not even on my map anymore. I think that that hurts that hurts him a lot for me. I mean, so same same with Julio also. I, Julio's way too high for me now too in in a Titans offense. So AJ Brown stays in your top ten, but you're not drafting him. And Julio does what? Julio, just uh, in speaking in like rankings. Yeah, yeah. rankings. Where do you feel comfortable? I mean, yeah, you you don't have to throw a perfect number on it, but like, where do you? If he's on your team, say we've mm-hmm. drafted and he's on your team, where where are you feeling comfortable? Not worrying, not thinking twice about Julio being in your starting lineup. Like, it, where am I getting him in the draft where I'm feeling that way? No, just on your team. Like, is he, are you comfortable with him as your one, your two, or your flex? Kind of same situation right. as AJ Brown. I would rather hope he was my two. But I am also at the point where I think wide receivers are really deep, and there's a, you're going to have a lot of good options in the middle of the pack. So if you're getting Julio at, as your wide receiver one, you're going to be able to get pretty good options for your wide receiver two and maybe flex later on. But like, you better hope you got strong running backs to, to win you weeks. Yeah. I, just, I don't think Julio is a wide receiver one and, you know, I don't know, Cooper Cup at two. I don't know if that's yeah. really the, the dynamic duo you're really looking for yeah. for a fantasy and, championship. Right. And I, I completely understand. I think, I personally am hoping that as time goes on that the hype around Julio dies off because I think there is hype right now. Mm-hmm. But I think if he's going where he should, which it's hard to even say that, I guess, where he should, air quotes. But I think if he falls off, if his ADP starts to drop, he could be like a huge value. Definitely. Um, late August and early September when people are drafting. So I hope I hope some of the hype dies down but like i think i i don't know if i sent the screenshot to both of you guys or if it was just to Layton, but with both of us i think yeah julio made the comment about his health and it was just like instantly in my mind just completely erased all doubts that i had about julio so i'm much higher even than i was last episode which i think i said wide receiver two for julio so i'm not trying to question julio's like commitment or anything but if you were on that Falcons team last year and, you know, there's reports like, oh, he's not practicing or, you know, he'd sub himself out of a lot of reps, like, I mean, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, if it was like the playoffs, I'm sure he'd be out there with like a broken leg, like Greg Jennings. But um, it's uh, not, I don't know. It, it's it's harder when you real when you know, like, okay, like it doesn't really matter what I do. We're not going to even make the playoffs. So. Mm-hmm. It's I know it's tough. I think part of my reservations too right now with Julio is like that this has never been like the Titans formula either to have like I guess two just like studs on the boundaries. It's always been you like Derrick Henry's the the first option and AJ Brown kind of works around him, I feel like, more so and now with those two. I just I can't wrap my mind around Ryan Tannehill just airing it out. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be it'll be weird, and that's probably I guess my own only real concern with Julio. No, I feel that. 
So well, I guess, is there any impact in your mind of Ryan Tannehill now? I, I know we highlighted, I think we kind of went back and forth on Tannehill for a little bit, comparing him to somebody earlier in the year, but where do you see Tannehill now that he has another weapon like Julio that he can throw downfield to? I mean, do you see it having an impact on how the Titans run their offense or do you expect it to be more of the, more of a lack of opportunity for Julio? That's a good question. Well, I think it totally impacts Ryan Tannehill and how he's, I think he's going to be a much better fantasy quarterback with Julio on his team than without him. So like right now I'm just looking at, we're about to do the mock and I'm looking at sleeper rankings and stuff. And I see Ryan Tannehill down here, down here below Brady and Stafford and Burrow and everything. And I would absolutely move him up, up there. I would move him into the, to the area with like Justin Herbert. Um, I don't even know, I guess Brady and Stafford, but I think, I think he'll have a good year. I just, I don't, I don't know if they're going to want him to throw 30 times a game. That's just never been their recipe, I guess. What do you guys think about that? I mean, the, it's the only skeptics or uh, I don't know. There's just a lot of question marks because their offense coordinator left too, so they could totally just like change mm-hmm. what they're doing a little bit. Or that, or you know, Mike Vrabel could be like, "Hey, we're not changing anything. You know, we win this way." I, I just, I don't know. It's tough. Personally, it tough. I, I think right now, and so I, me, I guess I'm probably more confident in Tannehill. I'm okay with taking Tannehill in the 13th round if I can get him there, which I have a lot. And I feel fine with him being in my starting lineup because I do. I mm-hmm. firmly believe that he'll be a top 10 quarterback come the end of the season. But I think probably in a real, more realistic light now where we're at with Julio being a Titan, I think that, you know, say you go for Justin Herbert and you kind of have to pay up for him a little bit just because he had a better year and he doesn't pan out as well. If you're taking a second quarterback, I think Tannehill's a fantastic option because I think he's consistent and I think he's pretty safe. Leighton makes a good point with the new offensive coordinator, but I'm I'm still drinking the Kool-Aid as mm-hmm. of now. And we're still away from you know, we're away from draft season. But right now I I like Tannehill a lot this year. Yeah, I mean I guess I would I totally agree with you. I would not be shocked by the time you know, draft season comes around where he's not in the top 10. Like, I, I think he will be up there by that point. If Justin Herbert's going, you know, sixth or seventh quarterback overall, I think Tan Hill's eight or nine or, or not far off from that. So, I'd, yeah, I mean, I would – oh, he would be a grab in like the 12th or 13th round if you could get him and yeah. just build your other lineup just... and get depth around that. But I don't, I don't know if it's going to be likely as we get closer. Yeah, that'll be right. very interesting to see. All right, yes. well, let, let's move on to the question of the podcast really quick before we get started on our much-anticipated, all three people being here, mock draft. Um, so the question of the podcast I came up with today, outside of the first two rounds, who is your draft crush currently in the month of June? John, do you want to start us off? So my crush, and this is going to come as a shock to a lot of people, and I'm going to have a lot of explaining to do because there are so many listeners to this podcast. Is it Dak? The media is, the media is, <laughs> no, it's not Dak. 
but the media is going to be all over me on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> now, I my crush this month is actually Amari Cooper, and Ooh. I do I do have some explaining to do. And who's their quarterback, think, John? Uh, that is less important. It just okay. matters that he has a pulse and okay. a somewhat muscular arm, uh, which he kind of does meet those two requirements. But I like Amari Cooper because I believe that the Cowboys have the worst defense in the NFL. And for the lackluster times that we've seen from Cooper, he was on an absolute tear. And I can pull up the numbers real quick. With Dak to start the year off last year, the guy was doing extremely well. And Dak, it's a small sample size. Started out with 18, 16, 17.6, and then the game deck got hurt, he actually had 33.4. The following week, 4.1, 20.9, 15.5, so on and so forth. Finished at wide receiver 15 on the year in PPR, and that was with Ben DiNucci playing at least a game. Uh, Andy Dalton, Red, Red Rider, playing for the majority of the season, if I remember correctly. And the Cowboys just weren't really competitive. So they were throwing the ball a lot, but in those first three games, week one was kind of an outlier, but in weeks two and three, I know Dak was airing it out. And I think he had over 50 passing attempts in week two and three, which is just insane. And so if the Cowboys defense is really as bad as I think it will be, and Dak can be competent this year, with where Amari Cooper is going right now, which is either your fourth or fifth pick most likely, I think that is an incredible value because you could easily find yourself a wide receiver one or a top 10 wide receiver, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. I don't consider Amari a wide receiver one at the moment, but I think it's very likely that you could see him in the top 10 come the end of the fantasy season if everybody stays healthy. I think so, he definitely that's has my top, top five potential. Top five. Wow. Potential, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, but that's that's been my crush this month. And I, I'm never upset whenever I can get him with my fifth pick. It doesn't always happen, but. I'll, I'll move on into my draft crush. He, This player, as both these guys know, is always my draft crush. And that is Robert Woods. The... Most non-flashy draft pick you can make, but you'll never be disappointed. He's the 20th overall wide receiver, pick 51 overall. Again, if you can somehow get like Amari Cooper and Robert Woods, if you go, you know, three running backs, or even if you get Robert Woods as your second wide receiver, it's pretty good. Because the last three years, he's been wide receiver 13, 14, and 11 in PPR leagues. And in all three of those years, he's averaged – Right, shouldn't say average, but he has had at least 130 targets or more. So it's a uh, he, he's he's always my draft crush, especially if you go like you know you get you go like two running backs and a tight end. You get Robert Woods there, who you know unless he gets hurt, I don't think he'll get. You know he won't be a bust. He might not be like you know Amari with the high ceiling, but especially with Stafford this year, I'm I'm drinking the. Robert Woods Kool-Aid, as John would put it. Nice. All right. Well, 
with mine, was this strictly for, for wide receivers? Uh, no, nope. it's not. It was, All right. I played. Well, I'm changing my answer from our, from our pre podcast full discussion, okay. but my pre-draft crush right now is miles Gaskin, mm. the running back for Miami. And we've talked about him quite for a little bit in that, those running back episodes, but he's my crush because one, Miami didn't do anything to really add to the running back room in the offseason. Right now it's Miles Gaskin starting with Malcolm Brown behind him um, and a couple of other no names. So, <laughs> but the other reason is his uh, the targets that he receives in 2020. He missed quite a few games in the middle of the season, but he had four targets or more in every single game, but one of them, and he only had four drops last year. And so I really mm-hmm. like that. And I really like that Tua's throwing the ball to him because I don't think Tua showed any signs of being confident throwing it downfield last year. Um, he, if you want to grab, I'm so I think Leighton and I are in the same tree here where we like to go three running backs early if we can and just get that cross, crossed off the list. John's a little more on the dangerous side going for wide receivers <laughs> early. But um, but I think if you do want to go early for a wide receiver, if you can grab Miles Gaskin in the fourth or fifth round, I mean, I think that's a that's a big play. I think yeah. that's a league I think that's a league winning play. I, I love that pick. I really do. I think that's a, a very good one. Cause Gaskin, I mean, the tier I mean, did you just fall off the planet? I mean, after, after him, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just it's absurd. Which so. we will touch on in a little bit, actually, <laughs> in a few rounds. But yeah, no, especially if you go like if you take one of those early tight ends, and then you go like two running backs or like a running back and then a receiver. If you can get mm-hmm. Gaskin as your second or third running back, that's yeah. Pretty All right, good. you guys ready for the main event of today's episode? Drum roll, please. I know I am. So. <laughs> We randomly did draft picks, and, you know, I don't know if these would be our first choice, but I got the sixth pick in the draft. Two spots after me, John got the eighth pick. Two spots after him, Nate got the tenth pick. Ten-team PPR, by the way. So, we're good to get this started. you guys want to say anything? Maybe initial quick thoughts on your draft position? I hope I don't embarrass you guys with my sick team. Okay. John, you want to add anything constructive? Hey, uh, I don't, I'm a, so I'm a huge um, strategical draft nerd. I, I love playing out scenarios in my head and, and position has, I mean, the biggest impact on that, obviously. And so I, I don't know, just to give an update on how many mock drafts I've done. It's probably oh, in the 150 range at this point. <laughs> it's true. I'm, I'm not even kidding. And I wish I was. My job has been super boring this summer. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> hope none of your coworkers listen. listen Honestly, if they ever do, it's probably because I'm a millionaire. So <laughs> <laughs> yay for me. Anyway, eight is probably like one of my three favorite spots. It's not my top, oh. top choice, but um, I don't know. It can go either way. It can either go really well or it can go really bad. So, 
and and Nate's gonna have I mean a hundred percent influence on that and so yeah. I kind of hate it that he got the 10th spot but yeah Nate how do you feel about that oh uh, I haven't spent much time in the 10 spot so this will be very informational for me as as, as much as it is for you guys <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm a I, learner just like y'all I also haven't spent much time in the sixth spot I've been I don't know why gravitating towards early or late in the draft. So like four yeah. through six, sometimes seven has just been kind of a mystery to me. So I'm excited. But let's kick this thing off without any further introduction. Hoping McCaffrey falls. He did not. <laughs> it went Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Kamara, Barkley, top five. No real that surprises there. Yep. So that leaves me with, not much choice, um, but the highest ranked guy on my board is Jonathan Taylor of the Colts. I think him and Chubb and Zeke are kind of the tier one. I know some people would disagree with Zeke, but kind of top tier of running backs. So I'm definitely going to grab Jonathan Taylor because he can actually catch the ball. So after I picked Jonathan Taylor with Tyreek, John. Yeah, so Tyreek going there, that's a uh... – that's a shock, and I'm not not saying necessarily that that's who I was going with, but um, man, this one's tough. And so I'm gonna give a shout out to actually one of my coworkers who he was baffled at how much of a fantasy football nerd that I am because he said he had never met anybody who was more into it than he was. And we got to talking, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, you you're definitely a little more <laughs> into it than me." But he is a diehard Cowboys fan. Oh. I guess that he reads a lot on Twitter and he's been he constantly talking about how he believes that Mike McCarthy truly is going to you try to utilize Tony Pollard this season. And I'm not saying that like we know each other super well and I completely trust what he's saying and <laughs> Zeke is still Zeke. But like that is true. Like thinking back to the days in Green Bay like Mike McCarthy definitely utilizes that second running back more than most head coaches in his offense. And so it's not scaring me away completely, but just all of that being said, it's super hard to turn away from Devonte Adams. Mm. But with what Nate just said and how he likes to begin his draft, he likes taking running back, <laughs> running, back running back. So <laughs> if I took Devonte Adams, there's no chance that, either Nick Chubb or Aaron Jones is making it back around to me. So I have to take Zeke, even though I kind of want to take Devontae Adams. So I take Zeke, Devontae Adams goes with the ninth pick, and Nate is now on the clock. Nate, with back-to-back, what are you kind of thinking right now? This is, like, now, like, the exact position I would not want to be in. Where (laughs) my top three options are Nick Chubb, Travis Kelsey, and Aaron Jones. Not that – it's because those are bad options by any means, but it's just these are big decisions I have to make right now because I'm not very high on Nick Chubb. I think he's honestly one of the most talented running backs in the league, but I just hate that Kareem Hunt is there uh, splitting splitting carries and just splitting field time with him. So that's that's one thing that scares me. I know in the past it hasn't really affected his, his fantasy production all that much, but I feel like it makes him a little more – average as opposed to being like a spectacular pick so and then i have travis kelsey who's just the best tight end in the league best tight end of all time oh um if i'm taking him 
in the first or second round, I have I would have to to forego a wide receiver for quite a while, which is it's, something that kind of scares me. Essentially, so, yes. but I mean, he's also a, a league winning player for the for the shallow position that he's in, also. And then, oh, Aaron Jones, I don't know what I'm going to do. I know a lot go, of people. I'm going to literally just back myself into that corner and take Nick Chubb and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I was going to say, a lot of people view, like, when they take a top tight end, it's just like taking a top wide receiver. They're just in the tight end spot. So, instead of being his weakness, Nate, you now made that a strength. So It was, it, it was between – I was taking Nick Chubb. It was between Travis Kelsey – or Aaron Jones. So it was that team, was the, that was my dilemma. Yeah. Team nine really likes Green Bay. Took Aaron Jones after to pair with Devontae Adams. That team is really hoping Aaron Rodgers shows up. So John, you're now back on the clock. I know top I have a three hunch. on the board is Hopkins, Metcalf, and Diggs. I man, who are you gonna take? Man. John, oh, what John. I wanna I think I know who you're gonna take. Oh, I know. Exactly I really who he's taking. House is hovering over his name. <laughs> oh, we we know who it is. Then just click the button. I, just click, just the, click the button. I don't think I can. Reasons. No. What? I don't think I can. And Layton's gonna be very upset. I'm going with Austin. <gasps> <Eckler. gasps> I hate you. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, okay, and <clears throat> I will. I will admit that I was probably wrong for what I've said in the past because there is so much in the late rounds. <sighs> and I'm not even saying that I'm that much of a believer in Austin Eckler. And that's why it kills me to take him over Stefan Daddy Diggs, as he's been referred to. Um, but running backs are just so. Oh, John. Because not only so did you I'm take. Sorry. Not only did you take a from me, the next team took Mixon. Um, but, John, I, I like that with... pick as opposed to DeAndre Hopkins, especially after what you're saying from your, your inside source with the Cowboys. Like, if you're taking Zeke <laughs> and there is if, – if things don't work out with him, it would be yeah. a very nice – I mean – He's 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 a back in like almost RB one for me. Eckler, right? Gosh, right. you're you're putting me in a bind because all you, we have these top end wide receivers, and I just I, I keep looking to where my next picks are, and I look at the options after, and I don't. It doesn't strike me as great. Take so, Acres. <laughs> I I am between Hopkins and Acres, and I just take Mahomes. What? Which to both or which? <laughs> I smell a bust. <laughs> With Cam Akers? Oh my gosh! Yeah, Ooh, it's stanky. It is I stanky. I don't know. I have I have Taylor, so I'm not too worried about it. I can take a swing. Um, you know, kind of tempting to do that. How how is Waffle House, Nate? Do Do you advise taking swings? <laughs> You know, since it is a mock draft, if it was if this was the real draft, I'd probably reach for like a running back. But since it's a mock draft, I'm gonna try something. I would take DeAndre Hopkins. That's, that's who I would have taken. Him or Diggs, probably. Well, just to see what happens. 
Speaking pretty good coming back to me. Sorry. So after it went J.K. Dobbins, Diggs, Mahomes, Metcalf, Akers, Thomas, Swift, Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley, back to me. Um, so, oh, man. Cause see, I if think I, I know what you're going to do. I think uh, I know what you're going to do. I know exactly what you're going to do. Because honestly, okay, let me talk it through. So the top player right now is George Kittle, Gibson, and Harris, Najee. And if I would have taken Akers and Kittle was here, I would probably take Kittle. Not going to lie. But, you know, I can't turn away Antonio Gibson. Yep. Wow. I'm taking Antonio Gibson. And, man, that is beautiful. That is music to my ears. Because Josh Jacobs goes after him, and Najee Harris is in my lineup. He's in it. (laughs) I got three top ten running backs in this thing. Najee will not be a top 10 running back. You can mark it here. Oh, the running back. <laughs> the, the coach can't get him to leave. Oh, he's so good. He's so okay. Good. So, uh, I obviously, John took Najee. Then, the it went, then it went Kittle. <laughs> and then, Nate, you're on the clock. Top options are Sanders, Clyde, Keenan Allen, Darren Waller. Not that you need another tight end. but And then Julio Jones, just to wrap up our – recent takes so what is going through your mind here well i mean it's somebody that is on the board that i'm a huge fan of for this year and we've talked about him a lot and that is my man clyde clyde frog but quick, quick, quick question to both of you just like a yes or no does it bother you to take yeah like two it players does. Okay. It, does. it does yeah like if if this was the real draft i'd be sweating bullets right now <laughs> <laughs> I can't disagree with that. I'd be I'd be taken off my shirt. Although my coworker, Cowboys fan, did make a good point. He's like, honestly, I don't even look at bye weeks because most of the time by the end of the season, I have like three players from the draft left on my roster, anyways. Because he he's very active and he makes trades. So I I, I stop looking after like the fifth round because like That's if fair. I draft if I draft, well, I I'm not gonna. I haven't even been paying attention to that. Okay, we're good. Um, but like if you're if like three of your five picks have like the eighth round you know, week by you're, ta- yeah. you're basically throwing up the L that week. So that's why. And I- that is rough. Yeah. Unless there's like a big gap between, you know, one guy and the next guy and your tier, you know, ranking in your head, then I, that always like kind of sway my opinion. Yeah. Um, but yes, same team. It definitely does stress me out a little bit, but for the people that are around him right now. So the, the person I'm thinking about and I'm going to draft is Clyde, but yes, like, sir. I, I'm, I don't like Miles Sanders this year. Uh, I mean, I'm just probably going to mm. go ahead and take Chris Carson here too. What? Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm not John? a big Miles Sanders fan for this year. So Julio went after Chris Carson. John, what are you kind of thinking? Well, I think the guy – honestly, I, I don't know who to choose between the two of these guys. Who are they? Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson. I mean, those were the mm-hmm. two that I was hoping would get back to me. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's part of me that would love to take Miles Sanders, but I'm also – I'm kind of there with Nate. I'm not really a huge believer. And the Eagles drafted a running back, I'm pretty sure, later on in the draft, and which is just kind of weird to me. Um <clears throat> Man, this one's tough. This one's really, really tough. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 
with Keenan Allen because I think I think it's just a oh shoot I didn't realize I was doubling up with Eckler. Um, you did. So there's there's two for two between Nate and I with teammates. Um, yeah. Are you guys? But I think. It? Yeah, we're, I'm a closet Chargers fan. <laughs> uh, I'm no, not just, a closet Eagles fan. <laughs> I'll, I I'll tell you that. I think it's very close. I think they're both talented, but I like the consistency at quarterback for Keenan Allen. Um, so I'm looking McLaurin after I'm looking at Sanders, Waller, Robinson, Lamar Jackson's there, which I will not take. Um, I already have two running backs on my team and, uh, I don't love my running back depth options after this with all seriousness. Um, the, man, the running backs just really dry up in this range. So since it's another mock draft, I'm going to go out there and see what happens. I'm going to take Darren Waller. Uh, wow, I was not expecting that. Yeah. So you're not a Miles Sanders fan either, then I take it. Absolutely not. Yeah, He's on the not. Eagles. They're one of the worst rosters. In... Hmm. So, dang, Pitts made it around to you too. Nah, I don't. I don't want. I don't want Pitts that much. I'm not high on him right now. Things will come. Okay, so after Waller went, Evans, Sanders, Robinson, Lamar, Cooper, Godwin, Montgomery, Etienne, Murray, and Russell Wilson. A lot of quarterbacks going. Top of the board yeah, is that's... Allen, Cup, and Thielen. Josh Allen, but yeah, that's high for Russell Wilson. I feel like. Yeah. I would not be even thinking about him. So part of me wants to heavily reach because I don't think he'll make it back to me. And it's a guy we talked about earlier. But I don't I don't love him either. <laughs> I feel like it's this is one of the positions I'm in now because I like I didn't take Akers instead of Hopkins. I feel like I have to reach for a running back or else I'm gonna be my third option will not be good per se. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Miles Gaskin here. Then DJ Moore went after. Now on to John, who I know is looking at one player in particular dead in the face, but his heart just can't make him do it. John, what are you thinking? You, you dirty dog. I really was going to take Gaskin. I thought – I did not think that's who you were referring to. Uh, so props to you. Um, I'm looking at the whole board at this point. Like, <laughs> I don't even – ooh. Just to recap, John's team is Elliot, Eckler, Harris, and Allen to start. Keenan Allen. Just sounds so good. Um, I guess, so at this point, I'm looking at, I'm definitely looking at tight ends, and I want to take Pitts. I really do. I just don't know if I can convince myself to do it. I'm not sure what it's going to look like. I hyped him up a lot. You did. And I, I do believe in him. But it's such a question mark. It's a high draft pick to spend on a tight end who's a rookie who we have, I mean, truly no idea how Matt Ryan's going to integrate him into the offense. And, oh, but they're going to be down a lot. But then there's Cooper Cub, Adam Thielen, <laughs> and Robert Woods. That's just like staring you right in the face. And I don't know how you'd turn them down. And, like, I I love Josh Allen, but I'm not going to draft him here. So, I think 
with where with where I'm at right now, I think I'm in a perfect position to take a swing. But I also think that because there's such steady talent available right here, I think that the smart decision is to go with Robert Woods. Because you of, of again. Just because of his PPR ability. And it's like I, I personally I think if you've set yourself up to take a big shot, that's because you've drafted well and there's no reason to reach. So I don't think there's any reason to go shoot for the stars at that point. I think Robert Woods is a stable pick, and he could be top 10 at the end of the year. Okay, Josh Allen went right after Robert Woods. Nate, to recap, has Chubb, Kelsey, Clyde, Carson, Chris Carson, and now he is faced with Cooper Cup, Pitts, Thielen, Mark Andrews, Jamar Chase is the top of the board. A lot of uh, wide receiver and tight end options. Nate, but you already have the tight end. The best yep, tight end. Yep, already have the tight end and three – Running backs locked down. So, not gonna lie, if Josh Allen was there. I was taking Josh Allen. <laughs> I think right now, Nine. with like the the wide receivers that I'm looking at, we're nearing the middle of the pack where it gets really deep, and quarterbacks are flying. And I think without having a wide receiver, like a solid wide receiver one at this point, I'm gonna have to to reach for a quarterback. I think. And that, in my opinion, can can help me win weeks. So, first, I'm going to get my my boy, Adam Thielen. <laughs> I'm super high on him. I'm very comfortable having him at a wide receiver one if I have good running back depth behind him. And then I'm going to take Dak Prescott. Oh. He's going to be in some, favorite. some 35 to 48 battles this year. That right, is John, Rob. Scott's favorite player, James Robinson, went after, and now you are uh, on the clock. Cooper Cup's still there. You want to double up on another L.A. team, John? Uh, I mean. But Kyle Pitts honestly, is also there, and I know you're that's taking why I end him. Up doing it. I, I'm, not, I'm not so so sold on that either. Um, I think there's value at tight end throughout the draft that I don't know. It's just a, it's a huge question mark. There's still a lot to pay for Pitts. And I also look at it in a sense of because I'm always thinking about trades even from the time that the draft starts. And so I'm looking at it in like pure value wise in that if I'm in a pinch, like say that I would happen to start 0-2 or 0-3 and I had to make a trade, I think I would feel more comfortable having that security net in Cooper Cup or even another name that's further down the list that I'm really looking at. <clears throat> um, say it. It it would be Kareem Hunt. That would there that would be is. that would be the name that I'd look at as a as a security blanket. And I want to, but I can't. So I'm gonna go with Cooper Cup. Um just because I don't think Kareem holds that same trade value. And I think that the backfield could look a lot different this year for the Browns. I know it worked really well last year, but it's no guarantee that we're gonna continue to see Kareem as involved and that would just suck and just like i said if you've set yourself up to take a shot it's not always the best time to and so i think staying staying true and staying steady to what i know in cooper cup being a very talented wide receiver and a very involved wide receiver i think just makes my roster that much stronger all right so i'm now on the clock jamar chase went after top two guys on the board are kyle pitts and mark andrews very 
interesting way so, to yeah, out. Layton's roster right now is Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Gibson, Darren Waller, Miles Gaskin. I kind of don't mind this roster, actually. Uh, you, you did exactly what I was talking about, where you get the wide receiver early and you fill the tight end spot, too, with one of the top-tier tight ends. And then yeah. you got Miles Gaskin. Like, I think that's I – would, I would be in love with that lineup. Well, I think I know who I'm going to take, and we will get that pick right after this break. <laughs> Welcome back, Chumps, to the second kind of half, not even half, part of the mock draft. So we last left each other, and I am on the clock. My team stands at Taylor, Hopkins, Gibson, Waller, and Gaskin. And have some good picks on the board, but I'm going to take C.D. Lamb. Definitely think that was the right call. Uh, Yeah, he's good at football. This just in. Good at football. Uh, Yeah, see, okay, so looking, coming back to the bye week, I was just looking at my roster. Taylor and Gaskin both have a week 14 bye. Like, in the playoffs, I don't love that. That is the one late thing by weeks now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he has looked or not, but it's uh, it's rough. So after C.D. Lamb, oh, gosh, why is he still there? I don't want to take him. Uh, It's Kyle Pitts, Devontae Smith, Mark Andrews, Melvin Gordon, Galladay Lockett, Hunt, Fournette, Juju, and Javante Williams. Not salty about that at all. Um, So top guy on the board is Justin Herbert, and, man – that is that is very tempting. I don't want to take him though. He is not the guy I want to take. Don't know who I want to take. You know, okay, actually I do know who I'm gonna take. So because of that uh, bye week status, I'm going to take a guy who if he's healthy is always a stud and Raheem Mostert. Yeah. I I truly just don't I don't know what to do. Don't don't be a jerk, John. Yeah, I don't want. I mean, I don't want. No, to John, uh, take who you want to take. Don't listen to me. No, yeah, take no, who you want to take. It's okay, guys. Uh, I'm not very high on DJ Chark anyway, so I oh. that would not be my pick. So, to freshen everybody up, my roster is Zeke, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and and you know. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take Odell Beckham. Oh, I really? That's who they wanted. <laughs> I don't feel great about it, That's but definitely. Here's what is. here's what I look at. I think Odell. This is a make or break year for him, and if he can stay healthy, I'm beyond excited to have him as the first guy off my bench second guy off my bench actually um even feeling better about that and Uh nate and team nine both have a quarterback already so i expect herbert and rogers to make the swing back to me and i good good analysis very heads up i was hoping you'd not be paying attention to that top guys are herbert beckham Ayuk, dj chark and aaron Rodgers. seeing I don't know. I feel like it's dumb 
to not take Aaron Rodgers because he was the MVP of the league. <laughs> um, but I don't know. There's just not there's not a lot beyond this point. And I know Nate probably wants me to let DJ Chark slide on by. <laughs> <laughs> um, very nice very nice um, man All can't right. play a player <laughs> so I'm I'm on the clock now and I'm hurting for wide receivers this is a rough board isn't and it? I don't really like him that much yeah I'm, I'm looking back at who's going to come back to me and nothing really excites me so right now, the top three, top four wide receivers available are DJ Chart, Cortland Sutton, Jalen Waddle, and T. Higgins. Ugh. So I've been kind of <laughs> gassing DJ Chark up, not because I like really love him, but because I guess I like him more than other people in this area. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody I do like is. I'm a big fan of T. Higgins. Oh, okay. And I hope Corlin Sutton stays healthy. Okay. Those are two pretty good picks, actually. Um, Jalen Waddle went after that. Yeah, I'm also kind of big on Brandon Cooks, too. I was He's been a guy that I've been thinking about is like, who else are they going to throw to in Houston? But looking at last year, too, when they had Deshaun Watson and like the only other person to throw to is Will Fuller, he still didn't do that great. So I mean I don't I don't know I don't really know the the sitch on Brandon Cooks. Do you right. guys know? Is he just he's um, like not old at all? Is he? No, he's like still no. really young. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty young, and I know I know a lot of people in the fantasy football community, I guess, are high on him because he was the 16th wide receiver last year overall. So Brandon I mean, Cooks he, was. Yeah. There's also another stat on him. So he's played for the Patriots. Oh, my gosh. No, he had a great season last year. What was I looking at? The Patriots, the Rams, and was it the Saints? Yes. So I think there's a stat out there. So he had 100-yard reception seasons with the Saints and the Patriots. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact. I don't think he got there with the Rams ever. But I think if he would have, he would have been like the first receiver in history to have hundred yard, hundred reception seasons for three NFL teams. Wow. So like he's he's had success everywhere, everywhere. he's gone, and yeah, and it, it's not like he was terrible in LA mm, either. No, very slept so. on. So, John, you're on the clock. You're probably going to take Herbert or Rogers. I have to ask because it seems like you're leaning Rogers. Does the fact that Aaron Rodgers will be in a bye week during the playoffs? Uh, make you sway your decision at all? Um, no, because okay. having a high in having a high profile quarterback to me, which I still consider where we are at high profile, because like I don't know, maybe it's just a super talented class this year, but I still see these two guys of having a tremendous amount of trade value. And so having a high-profile quarterback to me is a luxury that most likely I don't think I'll end up with come the playoffs, or at least it won't be him. It could be another, a different quarterback. So here, 
you know, there's a part of me tugging on Noah Fant's name a little bit, and the fact that I only have three running backs makes me want to reach for a certain player that will go unnamed because he won't come back to me. But come on, man, get a show to the oh. people. Honestly, I might actually reach for him. Oh gosh, I might, I might do it. I may not. <clears throat> no, no. Well, who I is didn't. it, John? Come on. Okay, it's Ronald Jones. Oh, you have no worries. I will not take him. I. Uh, he was good. He was he was well utilized whenever he was healthy. Um, I think he might be slept on a little bit. I'm definitely sleeping on him. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Shoot, this one's hard too. I don't know how you can turn away from the from the MVP. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. Whoa, sorry. Uh, good good pick. Uh, Trevor Lawrence went after that, not Justin Herbert. This is like the Crazy. third time in a row Justin sitting there for me, and I just. Gosh, would you guys have made the same choice in my situation? Having Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler already, would you have gone the same way? Yep. Uh, I would not so, lose with, any sleep assuming, over having Aaron Rodgers on my team. Assuming things are going back to normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, probably. I don't know. It, it's a coin flip. Yeah, I agree. So I'm on the clock. Herbert's still there. Thank goodness, right? That is extremely tempting. But see, the problem is quarterback's so deep this year. It's well, it always is. I know, but there's just not much. I mean, DJ so this Chark. is this is kind of the point in the draft where just give you a little bit of insight into how I think. This is kind of where I throw the like rankings out of the window and just basically draft who I like. So I think. I don't think he'll be here in the real draft, but I like him quite a bit this year. And for my fifth running back, I'll take Mike Davis. Good pick. So with that nice pick, legs on him. He does. So yeah. with that pick, he has a sixth round bye. So you know that fourteen week fourteen. For Gaskin and Taylor, I have good options. And I basically now can not worry about running back and just focus on other positions after that. So that's kind of what my thinking is. I always like to get four or five solid running backs out of the way. If I would have gone, like, let's say Cam Akers instead of Hopkins there, I probably wouldn't have taken it. Do you want me to tell you why, or do you just want me to let you pick it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly interested. So I'm in, interested in, in my – Head. So Fournette finished the year essentially as the guy throughout the playoffs of Super Bowl. He was the guy. Uh, and then when Jones was the starter, he was a little inconsistent because he'd have like obviously like really good games, but then he'd have like games like week eight and nine where he had like five and four. And then you have 24 points, and then you have two the next week against the Rams. And so it's – I know he's a good player. If Fournette wasn't there, I don't think – We'd be having this conversation. Right. Huh. Okay. That's just my thinking. Yeah, if Fournette, you know, because Fournette got added super late in the offseason during a COVID year where Jones had already been there for a while, so it was much easier for him. So I'm worried that Fournette, he got going at the end of the season. That's just how he's going to continue into next year. Okay. Well, um, 
I guess if we're rolling right along with that, I'm going to go ahead and break some hearts. I know. Uh, no. I'm going to draft Michael Carter. You? Oh wait, I don't need. I don't need running back. <laughs> so this is also uh, a good a thing. Good <laughs> I needed a fourth. That's a good pick. All right. So now I'm on the clock again. Still a little shallow on receiver positions. Still a little shallow on running back position too. Um, can I ask you a quick question? You can. Looking at your team overall, do you think taking like Kelsey high and then Dak to begin the sixth round is? Do you regret doing that or do you like it because your starting lineup's good? You know what? What's kind of your mindset? Because you said you were a little shallow, so I was just kind of curious. See, okay, so we're talking a little bit about this during the break, but. So I passed on, I guess, Eckler and Aaron Jones to have Travis Kelsey. Yes. I don't think my team is any worse for not getting Aaron Jones. I, mm-hmm. I'm higher on Austin Eckler than I am Aaron Jones. So, like, I mean, I would have liked to have Austin Eckler. I would probably feel pretty comfortable with that. And it would have definitely changed the way I drafted a lot more of these. But by having Kelsey, getting him in the second round, having to kind of, I guess, get the very tail end of those those like tier two running backs, mm-hmm. I felt like I needed Dak Prescott because I'm gonna have shallow re- wide receivers. I'm gonna, they're, I mean, they're all gonna be pretty average, and so be- because of that, I'm gonna be drafting a ton of them and just like kind of hoping a couple like do well but then i get into like the little predicament where i kind of have to like i have to pick perfect lineups every single week right but having dak as somebody that i can rely on as opposed to waiting and going for like a ryan Tannehill or something or a matt stafford later on i just i feel a lot better having having dak there as somebody that i know is going to get me 20 points a week with the potential to get like a 30 or something that that makes my like wide receiver, I guess like roster um, or or starting lineup decisions a little bit easier. And I can probably take a tiny bit more risk with that then. Right. But I really like the wide receivers right here now. Yeah. They're good. They are good. So I really like Deontay Johnson who I'm going to take. And oh my um, gosh, how did I? I mi- he was available. No, yeah. I was hoping you guys weren't going to bring it up. What? And then I could go That's- for another wide receiver here. There's still a couple more on the board that I do like, but I'm going to take a risk on the last running back that I think is worth it for me so- with Chase Edmonds. Okay, no, I, Chase Edmonds is good. I like that pick. So I also, I guess, overlooked Deontay Johnson because I probably would have taken him over Brandon Cooks looking back at it. But he will, not be, he will not be there. He will not be there. I think he will be in like the – I think he'll be in like the seventh. Yes. Yeah, I guess seven. if, if Deontay Johnson was gone at that point and Brandon Cooks was gone – I would have been fine with – I'm pretty high on Robbie Anderson for this year. I am also high on Curtis Samuel for this year in Washington. Speaking my language. But 
um, yeah, so there was there was options there at that point, and I liked it more than the the area where Higgins, where I got T Higgins and Cortland Sutton. But now, Mister okay. Mister Jan, Mister Jan, uh, I'm on the clock. I like a lot of people who are available at this point. So to go back just a little bit, um, I have. Zeke, Eckler, Najee, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Odell, Aaron Rodgers, and Michael Carter, who's a running back for the Jets. If you guys aren't familiar with that name, we don't have to keep plugging him. (laughs) Yeah, uh, he's going to be awesome. Honestly, a fool. I feel like I'm going to be like the Alexander Madison guy of the past two years. It's like, oh, he's so good. Like, if only Dalvin Cook would get hurt. It's a little bit different of a situation, but right. Um, anyway, that's kind of just the first name that comes to mind when I think about Michael Carter. Anyways, um, top five on the board: Joe Burrow, Mike Kosecki, Tom Brady, Marquise Brown, Jarvis. Don't have a starting tight end. Not high on at all. Tom Brady, I feel like, is never a bad pick. I just took Rogers two rounds before, so I don't really need that. Um, there are several guys that I think that are worth highlighting point. Um, and so I'm just going to go off of what I know to be true to this point in the season. And that is that Urban Meyer has been a big fan of LaVisca Chenault. And that will be my pick this round because I know I'm a huge fan of him in Jacksonville. Come on. Really? Really? Okay, so that's one of my. I guys. knew you were not going to be happy with it. Yeah, I love that dude. Um, so there's still a lot of good options though. On like no, there still... are. So this is kind of what I was talking about because like Lavishka Chenault, he's not supposed to go to like the 12th, 13th round, I think. But you know, it's like after this point, you just pick the guys you like. Um, I was definitely probably going to take Lavishka Chenault, but that's okay. <clears throat> We also have a – I feel like we all have at least one or two guys we really like, but we're not telling each other. It just makes it more fun. Oh, we should do – we should, like, write it on an envelope and, like, lick it and then set it down with the date on the back or something. That'd be cool. Um, I feel like we're um, passing love letters. We are. <laughs> and then after we draft, we can reveal if we got them. Um, so – Oh, that's actually – that would be interesting. That's pretty cute. It is cute. Yeah. So I really (laughs) – I am the only team without a quarterback. And if this was real life, I know my league likes to draft two quarterbacks no matter what. Even the team that takes Mahomes, they like to be like, oh, yeah, I'll take a quarterback again. I'm like, okay. So since this isn't our league, I can kind of variate. I can do a little bit different. And there's a lot of receivers I like later. So I'm going to pass on receiver right now because I know at least some of them will come back to me. And I'm going to take who I could have answered as my draft crush for this year. And I'm going to take Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I have to fill that vehicle. <laughs> that, that could be a, a league winner. It could. Absolutely. So – after that went Landry, Anderson, Tunyon, Harris, which 
kind of like Damian Harris, honestly. Burrow, Gurley, Gasecki, Brady, Michael Pittman, and Logan Thomas. Um, top of the board are Stafford, Goddard, Samuel, Deshaun Watson, which this was real. He would not be there. So I'm just kind of ignoring him if I'm being honest. If but, some things have been cleared up. Yeah. Because it, I mean, obviously, if he's available in the 10th round, everybody's going to take that. Yeah. It, okay. Quick question. If everything goes fine and, like, he's ready to go week one and he's playing and he doesn't get traded on that Houston Texans roster, where would you feel comfortable taking him? Like, overall quarterback, like quarterback five, six, seven. I was going to say four. I'm probably a little lower on him than that. Just because I'm not – the Texans just suck. (laughs) (laughs) They do. They do. They're not good. But they weren't good last year either, and he still was a monster. Yeah, I would say probably like six, QB six. Okay, yeah, that's kind of where I'd be at too. So – I I need receivers. I don't know who to go with. I I have like six that I really like, and one is one of my uh, the sleeper I'm not talking about. So I will not take him. If this was real life, I'd probably take him. So I'm going to go with. I can't tell if I'm gonna swing for the fences or if I'm gonna take the safe pick. Because look at my roster. I have Hopkins, Lamb, and Brandon Cooks. And with Hopkins, I feel like. I'm never not going to start him, so I feel like I should swing more. And that's I'll give why... you a little bit more time to think, Leighton, if you want it, but what's funny about this is I'm looking at some of the guys, and I thought to myself, man, I wish I had like an extra 11th or 12th round pick. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> do you have one, John, this year? Yeah, he has I do. One. I have Leighton's. <laughs> it's all right. Who did honestly... you trade him for? Johnny Smith. Yeah, and I got Marquise Brown too. I think. Yeah, which which was terrible. <laughs> I think the twelve round picks worth more. <laughs> I will, at the point Johnny had kind of like he had kind of come and he had, had he had a few good weeks after that, but he wasn't. I, I think I might try to trade back this year, like live draft trade back, because like eighth ninth I'm, round. I'm going to be trying to make some moves live draft. Hey, do you want to trade one in the eighth, ninth round? <laughs> give me my twelfth back. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll give you my eighth for your fourth. Okay, sure. Um, back to the draft. I'm going to take a swing and draft Darnell Mooney. You yeah. are such a jerk. Yes. Come back. I literally said before the episode, I didn't choose him as my guy, but like I said before the episode, I was like, awesome. Dude, I, I love that dude. Like, I'm high on him too. Nate was the one who originally like mentioned him to me, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's pretty good. That was my one of my friends that's a Bears fan said he's going to have a breakout year. Yeah, yeah, shout out, shout out, smooth. Well, the number of the number of like the number of times I've seen in the film on highlights of him, where he's he the just, one, was he the one that punched that guy? No, that? that was uh, <laughs> the guy who retired. Oh, he's a thug. Um, uh, Kirk Cousins went after. I thought you just said Kirk Cousins was that guy. Oh no. <laughs> 
the the Bears receiver who just retired, I can see his face. I think he was number. He was <laughs> he the number two option. Tapped him on the shoulder and then just yeah, punched his helmet. Just, bam. <laughs> um, he was number seventeen, I think. So uh, oh, John, yeah. Wanna... yeah, who was that? I want to think of this guy. Yeah, yeah name yeah. will look it up while you draft. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can picture his face. Um, okay, so at Taylor this Gabriel. point, Taylor Gabriel, that is it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he retired. Anyway, but yeah, there's a ton of ton of film of Darnell Mooney just burning corners, being wide open, and Nick Foles and Trubisky couldn't hit him to save their lives. But, yeah. Uh, so at this point, um, I think there's one pick that makes a lot of sense. There's several that I would like to make, um, but I think I'm at least protected with some of them. So I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard because Ooh. I – first tight end? It is, okay. I have seen the glimpse of greatness of him at tight end and – Zach Ertz is on such a decline that I think Goddard is the tight end one in Philadelphia. And I mean, at this point I'm just streaming tight end. So, you know, if Goddard doesn't work out, I don't really care. I spent my 11th round pick on him, but I think there's a good chance that he does. So. Nate, you're on the clock. Max Stafford went after what uh, position are you kind of targeting at this point in the draft? Um, I mean, I'm still going with wide receivers a little bit if as long as uh, I think they're good value and then I'll be I'm one to get a probably a couple tight ends. I mean, with as shallow position that is even with Kelsey, if, even with Kelsey, like for sure. I mean, I think if you can, it, it's just uh, I mean, he can be a sub if it's a bye week or a sub if Kelsey, God forbid, got hurt or it's just trade value um, because I think there are really good tight ends down here. And I think somebody out of like these like top four that are remaining is going to have a breakout year. But so this was somebody that fell for a long time. I'm going to take Curtis Samuel. Now I'm oh. feeling really good about wide receivers. Yeah. You, this is my, your receiver this is my, depth is good. Yeah. That's what I mean. And that's like, I don't feel, I feel like I have talent at the receivers right now. It's like none of them are like, you know, I'm certain they're going to have like a breakout week every week. So Mm -hmm. that's where it's nice, I think, to have the superstar tight end position and uh, that, that quarterback safety net. Like, I think that is what could compensate for me. I think he could be a really good player to have and they were also aggressive in getting him one of the first guys they signed even before their tight ends so i love i mean this especially in the 13th round i would probably take him in like the 11th or 12th i just like mooney better but a lot of these guys i like to go for is nelson aguilar you know within the first week or two you're gonna know kind of what at least his target size would be um I typically don't overreact after week one, but if after two weeks he doesn't get a lot, I'll drop him. So that's where I go with it. And so that way I'll know early on. I'm sorry, Nate. And, it's all uh, good. It's all good. Dude, that's why you got you, – you still have, you know, one or two deep sleepers that you're not telling us about. And I have my one, so. John said yeah. he's been an open book. <laughs> Actually, I, I just saw one that I forgot about. 
Okay. Um, well, don't. And, you know, no, I think I'm just going to be honest. Okay, go I, for it. I think I'm just going to be honest because it will – there's no way that it's going to stay hidden. That There's just no way that we get to September and this doesn't surface. I think Russell Gage is just such a freaking bop of a pick at this point. He's because he was good season, with right? Julio. Wow. That is a steal. All I right. just think there's such opportunity there. So, uh, Russell Gage goes, and then Tony Pollard after it. Nate, you're on the clock now. You still right. targeting wide receiver running back? I'm going to take... Yeah, there's, there's, there's no way Russell Gage is in 13th round, right? Yeah, no. No chance. I don't think. I think he'll probably be in, like, 11, 10. I can yeah. see him going even higher than that. I can see really? him going amongst the Jerry Judy, Devo Samuel, Oh Boyd. Like, I think I'd rather have – yeah, I would rather have Russell Gage than Tyler Boyd and Jerry Judy. Devo is a question mark. It's been Devo's health, health. Sorry, Nate, go on. I interrupted you. I asked a question. I'm I just literally just that. thinking and looking – I wasn't prepared for this, but um, we're all good. I'm going to take Jameson Crowder. Oh, contract year is undefeated. I'm going to take Matt Ryan. Wow. Interesting. For the backup? For the backup. Okay. For the program. Interesting. So do you guys okay. typically like taking backup quarterbacks no matter where you draft them at? Yeah. I, I mean – I feel like in a in a real draft, I often don't do that. <laughs> but right, I think honestly, at that point, Matt Ryan is a better player than any of the other ones that were there. Many of the other ones. At this point, I don't know. So i I only have one quarterback in Aaron Rodgers at the at the time being, and this is our last positional pick most likely um yes there's about there, there are about three people that i'm looking at at the moment and okay. one i don't think is going to get back around to me i think he will be picked up he is <laughs> um unless it's a deep sleeper you don't want to disclose on the show no that is that is not what the situation is all right. I don't know how you can avoid this person, and I don't want to draft him, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. I think Antonio Brown is somebody that just has to be oh. taken at this point. And, <laughs> Nate's smiling. <laughs> and maybe I'm going to get some flack for it, but no, like, I'm not giving you any slack for that. I don't. I, I don't know. Exactly I mean, right. like he just got a, he got a good amount of targets and if he he i don't know he caught four touchdowns two of them were in week 17 and that was great like they came out it was a well known fact that he had a huge week in week 17 because Brady wanted him to because he got like an $800,000 bonus if i remember correctly mm-hmm. if he hit a certain you know whatever but uh anyway yeah, I think Antonio is a, a heck of a sleeper there. I mean, he could blow up again. You never know. He could. 
on and off the field. All right. Um, Naheem, yeah. hi. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, interested to see who you took. Oh. Naheem Hines went. I took Jalen Rager, former first-round pick. I am the only reason I think I know who this guy is is because he went to my alma mater, TCU, Go Frogs. But he is a former first-round pick, so I mean, he could, you know, he he's a first-round pick for a reason. He's extremely talented. He was injured a lot last year, and since I have Jalen Hurts, you know, he is the ultimate swing. If he doesn't pan out, I can easily drop him. No problem. So, um, how long are you willing to keep Hertz on your roster? Hertz? Yeah. Oh, a few weeks, I think. A few weeks. I don't know. Cause I have Ryan Tannehill. So I feel like I can just sit Jalen Hertz. And if he's like bad for like six weeks, I can drop him. But yeah. So, um, some players went after Rondell Moore, Hooper, Hardman, Gallup, Irv Smith. Then it went Tucker, Butker, Blankenship, Gold, Zerline. I took Youngway Koo, Lutz. John took the football team, defense, Bass. Nate took the Dolphins kicker, Sanders, Rams defense, Vikings defense. John took Max Crosby. Mason. Team 7 took the Titans defense. I'm going to take the Bucks defense, and then more defenses will round out the uh, – <laughs> Yeah. So nice. Quick nice, nice, overall, nice. how are we feeling, guys? John, why don't you go ahead? You're uh, smiling ear to ear, and you're trying to hide it. Go ahead. You know, I uh, I love my roster, and I don't know how you couldn't. I don't think there's like we talked about it during the break a little bit and I, the Najee pick was definitely the one that was the most discussed. Um, we talked a little bit about Keenan over Allen Robinson, but at the end of the day, my biggest weakness is tight end. And I think it's not a huge leap of faith to believe that I couldn't trade Cooper cup or Odell to the right person for a decent tight end. My one concern is that I only have four running backs on my roster. I was about to ask you about that. that. Um, But I look at it in the sense that, I mean, like, obviously, you know, going to state the obvious, but you only need two in your starting, starting lineup. And so I don't feel as bad only having four when I have the quality that I have in my starting lineup. So, um, that's the biggest weakness, but outside of that, starting lineup, just to recap, Aaron Rodgers, Zeke Elliott, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods. I'm going to say Irv Smith instead of Dallas Goddard. Um, I would. At tight end. Najee Harris as my flex. Mason Crosby, football team. On my bench, Cooper Cup, Odell, Michael Carter, LaVisca Chenault, Dallas Goddard, Russell Gage, Antonio Brown. I'm feeling really happy. I think I have a ton of trade value. Um, and... The only thing is the shortage at running back and then maybe tight end concerns, but I'm not really that concerned about it. Nate, how are you feeling? You uh, went a different approach with Kelsey first round? Yeah, little iffy on this one. This is unlike any other roster I've really ever You said you haven't you said you haven't done I haven't done ten that much, no. And I'm I don't love it, but like I also went with a different approach to like you were saying with Kelsey. Yeah. Like I could have, I think I could have taken Aaron Jones 
with that 11th pick or Eckler there. And like, it would have felt a lot more normal, like a, a roster that I've had before where you get the three running backs right away. And then you started getting into the wide receivers and so on. But I mean, it, it feels like it's something that I could manufacture something out of. Um, I'm okay with my running backs, honestly, with Chubb, Clyde and Chris Carson there. Um, I like having Adam Thielen, but I guess it's that that wide receiver too that I'm a little worried about. Deontay Johnson would be in my starting lineup, but like we were saying, we don't think he would fall that far in any draft we would ever do to the uh, to the ninth round. Yeah, it's it's interesting because a lot of your receivers after Thielen, if one of them hits, I feel like your team's like really solid but if they don't you know i mean it's always a risk with anything but that and that's what it's, it would be is like i think they're all talented enough and they're like in good positions to do well and get a lot of targets but i don't think any of them are like on a week week to week consistent right like basis that they're gonna get a ton of targets and they're gonna get their production so it's just like <laughs> yeah then it's like you gotta pick it right which is right. you? It was l- l- less for you last year because you had a really deep team in our in our league last year. But it seemed like, as opposed to me, and like it'd be kind of similar more to like John's team where he has a lot of talent, not a lot of depth. Yeah, at, at like running back specifically, but you had, you know, good talent and a lot of depth. And then it was you trying to figure out who was gonna be the stud and who was gonna be the dud. Yeah. Oh, great preview to next week. But um, yeah. it's yeah, it's just difficult because I mean, no matter how you finish a draft, there's rarely a time where you're like, oh, this was the perfect team. Like I couldn't ask mm-hmm. for anything better. There's always going to be at least something you're like a little hesitant about. Um, being in the tenth spot, Nate, did you feel like you had to reach more? Because whenever you know, I've done one quite a bit this year for some reason, and I've done ten a little bit. I feel myself since there's such a long gap to it coming back. If there's a guy I really like, I just I feel more likely to just reach because I know they won't be there. Like at eleven, if you really liked Calvin Ridley, you know, for example, you know, you saw like yeah, guaranteed. He would have been somebody that I probably could have reached for over over yeah. Clyde. But but yeah, I don't think I really did that much reaching here i mean unless it was past like round eight or something around 10 okay yeah then it was like you just kind of pick like you were saying the players that you like but besides that i don't think i don't think i was thinking back on it i think maybe i wish i would have with a couple of these like i think those the two picks that i just am super iffy on is t higgins and Cortland sutton for me right now yeah like i think i would have rather had um, Brandon Cooks than T. Higgins. I think I would have rather had, or like Debo Samuel or somebody like that, than than T. Higgins or Cortland Sutton. Yeah, I'm probably a little bit higher and on them. But... That's like Leighton. You're kind of talking about reaching when you're at ten, but I mean that doesn't have to do with position. That kind of just has to do with like at that point. It's just taking, you know, who you truly believe in rather than kind of who's up towards the top. But I think I also caught Nate off guard when I took Odell. I think he was fully expecting to to take Odell with I I was hoping for Odell. Yeah. That would have been yeah. 
pretty sick. But, I mean, you definitely are – yeah, you have to make that decision at 10, I think. Because yes. I had to do that every time on the the loop around. It was like you can, yeah. you, there was a, a good value there, but then there was like there wasn't somebody really necessarily that you were super excited about. So you wanted – I don't know. Uh, there's there's a couple here looking at it right now that I probably wish I would have reached for instead. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I don't know. It's it's so easy. Like part of the reason I like one and ten a lot, or especially ten, it's been growing on me. Is with those back to backs. Like if there's a guy I really think's like a slam dunk and he's like eight picks of like away, I I can take him and not really feel bad about it because. He won't be back, like I was saying. But, yeah, I think – I like how you went with a different approach, Nate. So, I, I, I like – I'm so brave, aren't I? You're, you're a brave man. Slayton, how are you <laughs> the, feeling about your roster? You know, I, it's, it's interesting because, like I said in the beginning, I haven't done a lot of mock drafts with the middle rounds. I also try not to do, like, hundreds of mock drafts like somebody before I know my position. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, just throwing a little shade, but I like a lot of these players. It's just, it catches me off guard to have them on my team. Like Deandre Hopkins. I rarely ever have him on my team, even in the past. Cause he's always going so high, but he fell, I think. So it was a good pickup. I like my two starting running backs and Taylor and Gibson. I really like them. My wide receiver depth is probably my biggest concern. Cause like, I have Lamb, which I like. I also have Cooks, which I like. And then Mooney, Aguilar, and Rager, I think, are all really good death pieces. A lot of swings there, not a lot of singles, which I think in the later rounds you kind of have to do because singles will emerge because McCole Hardman could be a single. So, Man, if only yes. there was somebody who had a lot of wide receiver talent <laughs> who needed some running back help. I mean, gosh, Wait, and I have a question for like sure. your, I guess, like wide receiver depth. The uh-huh. one pick that I'm looking at is the Raheem Mostert pick. Would right. you have changed anything about that? Do you okay. think? Because there um, were so a couple good. Me. Yeah. Towards me. What'd you say, so, John? Sorry. It was, I guess it was, yeah, it was coming Hawkinson, towards Odell, Ayuk, Higgins. Um. I, I agree with Nate on that one. That is the that is one of the picks that stood out to me that I don't you know are, I felt. Yeah, you were right though. Like when he's on the field, he, he has plays. the potential to be really good. So I'm not gonna lie, I haven't done a lot of like prep beforehand and when I realized that Taylor and Gaskin both had the same bye week in the playoffs, I kind of felt like almost I don't wanna say panicked, but I feel like I had to take Moster because his bye week is in I think week eight. And so, like, if he was healthy in – or week six. If he was healthy in week 14, I could I could do fine in the playoffs with Gibson and uh, Mostert. But, you know, if I didn't take him, I that would be tough to do in the playoffs. Like, if it was, like, week four – or, no, they don't do week four, but I'm sorry. But if it was, like, week seven where they both had it, I'd feel less inclined to. But because it's a late one in the playoffs, I – Mm-hmm. Feel like it but yeah I don't know taking Waller that high is also interesting because I've never done that before and so I feel like that's why I don't have a lot of confidence in my wide receiver too but I also have to remind myself that 
Waller is basically wide receiver too. But you also have, yeah, you also have DeAndre Hopkins. That's true. Which yeah, so it's like he's gonna he's gonna make up for any slack that wide receiver two drops. So I, I like it. I would definitely rather be farther up the draft board to start if I had to pick. But I think with the approach I went, I kind of like it. If you could, yes, yes, no answer. If you could start the season now with who you just drafted, would you do it? Or would you risk the chance of doing better come draft day in September? So risk the biscuit for sure. Question. I know you just said yes or no. Is this from the same position or is it? No, but you don't know where. I mean, you could be fourth and like not saying that you get to pick where you draft from. Like, I don't know where you're drafting, but it could be a different position, but it could be the same one. Um, I'd probably risk it a little bit. Hmm. I know you'd take it, John, so. I would take it. I'm not feeling great about my running backs. Well, I should say that. Not feeling great about my running back depth. I'm feeling great about my running backs. But. Dude, I'll trade. I'll trade you Miles um, Gaskin for uh, Michael Carter and Robert Woods. Uh, I'll give you Odell and Michael Carter for Miles no. Gaskin. Yep. No. Um, and a twelfth round pick. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I'd probably risk it. Um, I'd definitely risk it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the real deal in August. We start. Um, in our league, in case anybody's curious, and for the league listeners, we start the drawing the week of Fantasy League Mates, Chase's birthday, the week of the 5th. So we'll probably do a quick little, like, three-minute segment on who got the picks when that starts happening, just to keep things interesting. Is that 10 through – is it 10 through 8, or is it it's just 9? It's 10-9. Okay. So we, we find out who basically is screwed. <laughs> I would be okay to hear my name called at either of those. So I really would. Would you be open to trading pick positions in the future? You can do that? Sure. So you can just trade every single pick with somebody else? Yeah, no, you're just trading your pick position, yes. Right, like, yeah, but I'm just verifying that's what you're saying. Uh, Uh I mean, yeah. Okay. Like... I don't know, for example, I mean, you kind of put it out there. If I got pick six, I would definitely look into trading. Yeah, because I have a handshake agreement with somebody else in the league about, hand, about a trade. So, not, to, not to delay this, but it's just something fun to do with your league because, I don't know, it's just something fun. All right. Well, anything else to add before we head out? This has been a little long because every mock draft seems to be. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah it's been. It's a good one though. It's it's a good one to it's listen good. to. All right. Well, thank you guys again for listening. Hope you guys are having a great rest of your day and a great weekend. Sorry that it was a little late, and we will be back at you next week with the stud dud episode. Please be on the lookout. Don't forget to follow us at fantasy underscore chumps. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.